0: Chapter Eleven of the Montessori Method. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Montessori Method by Maria Montessori, translated by Anne E. George. Chapter Eleven: Manual Labor, the Potter's Art and Building. Manual labor is distinguished from manual gymnastics by the fact that the object of the latter is to exercise the hand, and the former to accomplish a determinate work, being or stimulating a socially useful object. The one perfects the individual, the other enriches the world. The two things are, however, connected, because in general only one who has perfected his own hand can produce a useful product. I have thought wise, after a short trial, to exclude completely Frobble's exercises, because weaving and sewing on cardboard are ill-adapted to the physiological state of the child's visual organs, where the powers of the accommodation of the eye have not yet reached complete development. Hence, these exercises cause an effort of the organ, which may have a fatal influence on the development of the sight— the other little exercises of frobble, such as the folding of paper, are exercises of the hand, not work. There is still left plastic work, the most rational among all the exercises of frobble, which consist in making the child reproduce determinate objects in clay, in consideration, however, of the system of liberty which I proposed, I did not like to make the children copy anything and in giving them clay to fashion in their own manner i did not direct the children to produce useful things nor was i accomplishing an educative result inasmuch as plastic work as i shall show later serves for the study of the psychic individuality of the child in his spontaneous manifestations but not for his education I decided, therefore, to try in the children's houses some very interesting exercises which I had seen accomplished by an artist, Professor Randon, in the School of Educative Art, founded by him. This school had its origin, along with the society for young people, called giovanesi Gentile, both school and society having the object of educating youth in gentleness towards their surroundings that is, in respect for objects, buildings, monuments, a really important part of civil education, and one which interested me particularly on account of the children's houses, since that institution has, as its fundamental aim, to teach precisely this respect for the walls, for the house, for the surroundings. Very suitably, Professor Randon had decided that the Society of Giovannese Gentile, could not be based upon sterile theoretical preachings of the principles of citizenship or upon moral pledges taken by the children but that it must proceed from an artistic education which should lead the youth to appreciate and love and consequently respect objects and especially monuments and historic buildings thus the school of educative art was inspired by a broad artistic conception including the reproduction of objects which are commonly met in the surroundings the history and prehistory of their production and the illustration of the principal civic monuments which in rome are in large measure composed of archaeological monuments in order the more directly to accomplish his object, Professor Randon founded his admirable school in an opening in one of the most artistic parts of the walls of Rome, namely, the Wall of Belisarius, overlooking the Villa Umberto Primo, a wall which has been entirely neglected by the authorities and by no means respected by the citizens, and upon which Randon lavished care, decorating it with graceful hanging gardens on the outside, and locating within it the school of art which was to shape the giovanese gentile here randon has tried very fittingly to rebuild and revive a form of art which was once the glory of italy and of florence the potter's art that is the art of constructing vases the archaeological historical and artistic importance of the vase is very great and may be compared with the numismatic art in fact the first object of which humanity felt the need was the vase which came into being with the utilization of fire and before the discovery of the production of fire indeed the first food of mankind was cooked in a vase one of the things most important ethnically is judging the civilization of a primitive people is the grade of perfection attained in pottery in fact, the vase, for domestic life, and the axe, for social life, are the first sacred symbols which we find in the prehistoric epoch, and are the religious symbols connected with the temples of the gods and with the cult of the dead. Even today, religious cults have sacred vases in their sanctus sanctorum. People who have progressed in civilization show their feeling for art and their ascetic feeling also in vases which are multiplied in almost infinite form, as we see in Egyptian, Etruscan, and Greek art. The vase then comes into being, attains perfection, and is multiplied in its uses and its forms, in the course of human civilization, and the history of the vase follows the history of humanity itself. Besides the civil and moral importance of the vase, we have another and practical one, its literal adaptability to every modification of form, and its susceptibility to the most diverse ornamentation. In this, it gives free scope to the individual genius of the artist. Thus, when once the handicraft leading to the construction of vases has been learned, and this is the part of the progress in the work learned from the direct and graduated instruction of the teacher— any one can modify it according to the inspiration of his own aesthetic taste and this is the artistic individual part of the work besides this in Randon's school the use of the potter's wheel is taught and also the composition of the mixture for the bath of majolica ware and baking the pieces in the furnace stages of manual labour which contain an industrial culture another work of the school of educative art is the manufacture of diminutive bricks and their baking in the furnace and the construction of diminutive walls built by the same processes which the masons use in the construction of houses the bricks being joined by means of mortar handled with a trowel after the simple construction of the wall which is very amusing for the children who build it placing brick on brick superimposing row on row the children pass to the construction of real houses, first resting on the ground and then really constructing with foundations, after a previous excavation of large holes in the ground by means of little hoes and shovels. These little houses have openings corresponding to windows and doors, and are variously ornamented in their facades by little tiles of bright and multicolored majolica, the tiles themselves being manufactured by the children. Thus the children learn to appreciate the objects and constructions which surround them, while a real manual and artistic labor gives them profitable exercise. Such is the manual training which I have adopted in the children's houses. After two or three lessons, the little pupils are already enthusiastic about the construction of vases, and they preserve very carefully their own products, in which they take pride. With their plastic art, they then model little objects, eggs or fruits, with which they themselves fill the vases. One of the first undertakings is the simple vase of red clay filled with eggs of white clay. Then comes the modeling of the vase with one or more spouts, of the narrow-mouthed vase, of the vase with a handle, of that with two or three handles, of the tripod, of the amphora, FOR CHILDREN OF THE AGE OF FIVE OR SIX, THE WORK OF THE POTTER'S WHEEL BEGINS. BUT WHAT MOST DELIGHTS THE CHILDREN IS THE WORK OF BUILDING A WALL WITH LITTLE BRICKS, AND SEEING A LITTLE HOUSE, THE FRUIT OF THEIR OWN HANDS, RISE IN THE VICINITY OF THE GROUND IN WHICH ARE GROWING PLANTS, ALSO CULTIVATED BY THEM. THUS THE AGE OF CHILDHOOD EPITOMIZES THE principal PRIMITIVE LABORS OF HUMANITY, WHEN THE HUMAN RACE, CHANGING FROM THE NOMADIC TO THE STABLE CONDITION, DEMANDED OF THE EARTH ITS FRUIT, BUILT ITSELF SHELTER, AND DEVISED vases TO COOK THE FOODS YIELDED BY THE FERTILE EARTH. END OF CHAPTER ELEVEN